Sports and Songs podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is September 29th, 2022. We're on season three, episode number 45, music songs episode. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing good. Very excited about today's show. Got some interesting stuff. You know what? Uh, I was interested as well and spent some, um, some, some, some time doing some research on some additional things here, but uh, very interesting. Uh, so following the conclusion of the album of the week review we'll do some concert tours albums updates and things like that but let's let's jump right into the album review of the week here we go we've never done one before from this band a band we've mentioned and followed here we go let's let's do it up a little iron maiden okay. iron, iron maiden so the album here we're going to cover is seventh son of a seventh son and it is here. Let me get this uh, out of the way here so we all can see. That's it's the cool seventh album. album, seventh album by Iron Maiden. It's called Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Now, this one, album, studio album done by English heavy metal band Iron Maiden, was released April 1988 in the UK. Um, debuted on number one. Number one in the UK album charts. Now, that's pretty common for Iron Maiden. They don't, they don't debut high here in the in the US, but five times they've done it where they've debuted albums on the UK charts that are number one right off the bat. Uh, their song, Can I Play With Madness, was also a co commercial success. Now, this album is a concept album inspired by the novel Seventh Son by Orson Scott Card. The record incorporates elements of progressive rock, Seen in the length and complex structure of the title track, it's also the first Iron Maiden album to feature keyboards after the band introduced some non-keyboard synthetics, synth effects on the previous album. Following the album's release, the band embarked on the seventh tour of a seventh tour album in which Derek Riggs' cover artwork was recreated on stage. And see, the artwork there is, uh, of course, that's Derek Riggs, the artist there. The band played over 100 shows, including the Monsters of Rock and Donington Park. Now, I, I got an information, a bit of information here for, for you, Andy. Okay. I, I look back as not a big fan. I did look back and I did attend this concert at the Met Center, Bloomington, when Megadeth opened for them in June of 1988. I went to go see with my buddies the Megadeth portion of the show, stayed for the Iron Maiden, didn't know a lot of the songs. Um but in looking back, I actually attended this concert uh, tour. Uh, awesome. You know, they did 100 shows. Very good stuff. I have a feeling, though, Dan, there's a lot of guys who don't remember being at that concert. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm like, I've been to one Iron Maiden concert ever. Looked it up today to see if they, uh, if they toured and, and what were the dates were and where they hit. And sure enough, Met Center shows up. June of 1988. That was our senior, my our senior year. We would have just graduated high school and went to the show. I went, of course, to see Megadeth as the opening act. But boy, nothing better than the Met Center, baby. Now, here's the song, the track listings from this. And, and keep in mind, this is a concept album. And so the dude, after reading the book, put this together, and they and they made everything kind of link link together. It starts off with Moonchild. The song Moonchild. Now, let me find my notes here because what I learned today 
uh, with some of this in interesting stuff. Now, Moonchild is loosely based on the Aleister Crowley novel of the same name, Moonchild. And so we get into a lot of heaven, hell, Bible, uh, uh, Lucifer kind of things here. The song, too, is Infinite Dreams. Infinite Dreams is about a character that employs em implores a spiritualist to unlock the meaning behind his tortured dreams. Song three, Can I Play With Madness? That was the uh, their most popular song. And song four, The Evil That Men Do. Uh, the next song is Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Next song is The Prophecy. Next song is The, the Clairvoyant. They're a Clairvoyant. Now, this was the first track written for the album. According to Steve Harris, the song's lyrics were inspired by the death of psychic Doris Stokes after he wondered to himself whether she could foresee her own death. Harris then began to write the song Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, which gave him the idea of turning the full album into a concept record, given the main character would also have power of clairvoyance. So it all tied together. And that book, you know, the Seventh Son book, uh, was released in 87. This album came out in 88. And so this all took place very quickly. Uh, song seven is The Clairvoyant. And song eight, the final track, Only the Good Die Young. Only the Good Die Young is was also featured in an episode of the 1980s TV series, Miami Vice. So, uh, Andy, what are your thoughts here? Oh, let's get into the... Let's get into the the, the group, you know, the personnel, you know, Bruce yep. Dickinson, of course, vocals, Dave Murray, guitars, Adrian Smith, guitars, Adrian Smith, after the following uh, the, of this tour, left the band. This was the last tour that he was on with the group. Steve Harris on bass and Nico McBrain on drums. Do you have any other uh, insights on other personnel here with this well, band? No, yeah, like Bruce Dickinson, we mentioned earlier. This year he was on a speaking tour also. He was in Minneapolis. He's been doing that in Europe. Very well-spoken, very well-educated man. And like with this concept album of theirs, a lot of their songs, all Iron Man songs, are very factually correct. Okay. Um, so I've always respected that about their songs. Not that I listened to them for the history lesson, but, you know, you know they're not just writing words down because they rhyme. So very good music. Iron Man always kind of a uh, – under the radar, like I said, they were always number one in Europe. You look at all these 80s bands that are still touring are all still in Europe. Kiss's farewell tour last year and a half has been Europe. A lot of these bands go there. Main debut's number one there. Barely gets a bleep here. Because this is the time where the hair metal bands were still kind of at the end of their run. Grunge was starting. So a lot of people here didn't know what they were doing. Musically, it was so much stuff coming in. Iron Man got lost in the shuffle here, except by the true fans. One thing about Iron Man, um, the album was produced by Martin Birch. Martin uh, produced a lot of their albums. Um, he passed away in two thousand or in twenty twenty, August 9th of twenty twenty. He's listed as a rock, heavy metal, hard rock producer. Um, some of the other bands this guy's worked with, um. Just and not just one album. These are bands he's like multiple albums with: Fleetwood Mac, Deep Purple, John Lord, Bernie Marsden, Wishbone Ash, Rainbow, White Snake, Blue Oyster Cult, Iron Maiden. 
he did a couple. He did one album with Jeff Beck, one with Canned Heat and John Lee Hooker. And the reason I mentioned that one is because there's two blues artists he did an album with. And I've always mentioned how you hear a lot of blues and heavy metal music. He yes, worked with blues, yeah. blues artists there. Then there was a band in 1971. Um, he worked with a band that was around from 67 to 79, roughly. A band called Skid Row. Oh, okay. Not the Sebastian Bach Skid Row. This was an Irish blues rock band. Okay. So if you ever looked them up, don't get mad, don't get confused. But in that band was Phil Lynette and Gary Moore of Thin Lizzy. Okay. When you hear all these different music bands he's worked with, Fleetwood Mac, Deep Purple, um, uh, John Lee Hooker, Can't Eat, Sabbath, Whitesnake, Blue Oyster Cult. You hear a blues mix in a lot of those. Obviously, it's blues guys, too. But Maiden, if you listen for it, you can kind of hear it, but it's not real obvious. Um, so it's kind of a little homework. Listen for it and just the guitar part is where you're going to hear it and the solos. It's just beautiful stuff. Um, and you mentioned um, how they're on tour with Megadeth. If you could go to the next slide, sir. Yes. There is a tribute band made in, made in Minneapolis. It's an Iron Man tribute band. And they tour... I go to page two. With Darkest Hour, a Megadeth tribute band. Are you serious? Would I lie to you? That is awesome. These two guys, these two bands tour together. So you can relive that tour, that concert, Dan. You can relive wow. that. Friday, October 21st, St. Troy Casino on Turtle Lake. 8 p.m. You can catch that one. Saturday, October 9th, 8 p.m. at the Minnesota Music Cafe. We've been there in St. Paul. Yes. And Saturday, November 12th at 8 p.m., the Red Carpet Nightclub in St. Cloud. You can catch these bands. Um, Iron Maiden, Made in Minneapolis, and The Darkest Hour, which is uh, the Megadeth tribute band. So you can relive your past with these two bands there. They both do an awesome job. Great guys in them. Um, good follows on, on the social media. Always putting up their concerts and stuff like that and pictures from their shows. So I suggest you give them a follow. Go see them. They're it, they're worth the price of admission. Uh, very I, good. I would show. See these guys in, in a harpy. That'd be awesome. Yep, yep. I've I've seen videos. I haven't seen them personally, but I've seen the videos, seen the reviews, taught to people. Um, that October twenty ninth, Minnesota Music Cafe. Might, might. If not, I'm a no. I'm gonna have to wait till after the first of the year because. Got a lot of other concerts I got coming up, and uh, the, the concert dollars spent already, if you will, for the year. But uh, they are worth to follow. Give them a listen. Give this Iron Man album a listen. A um, little different than some of their other stuff. Like I said, it's towards the tail end of their run. It is their seventh one of the uh, one of the groups in the biography in the biography of the band. It says that this lineup that they had, the lineup of the group at this point in 1988, hit it hit its peak. And so that really, and really, uh, you know, had had high remarks for this. Now back to the artwork. Mm -hmm. See Eddie there on the screen. Yep. It's not his full body, but according to the band manager Rod Smallwood, he gave the uh, gave a brief to Derek Riggs and says, you know what, for this next next album cover, here's what I want you to do: um, simply create something that's surreal 
and bloody weird. And so Rig states that I thought, you know, I don't feel like painting all of Eddie, so I'll get rid of him. I'll chop him off and make it look kind of non-pleasant. And so that's what he did. Yep. So that there's Eddie there, just half half of Eddie. Um, and I think I've got one here note. I just thought of one other thing. Uh, the the you know this is recorded Munich, Germany. It's 43 minutes and 51 seconds long. Yep. Recorded February through March of 1988. Released right away in April. Didn't take long, and then they were right on tour. Yeah, all in one year. It was it moved quickly. Now, there's, here's the singles that they released. Only eight songs. Once again, no instrumentals, no love ballads. It just right on, right on mark. 43 minutes. They released Can I Play With Madness, March of 1988. The Evil That Men Do, August of 88. And then in November, The Clairvoyance. So those are the three um, songs that they uh, released. Good stuff. But, um, yeah, they really got into the... The Orson Scott Card, a very good, very talented author uh, of a lot of uh, fantasy novels and things like that. But um, and and he's a very famous uh, that that book was very very popular that came out. And so he said, you know, the the basis. Let's let's do this. Let's do it and tie it back into a concept album. And so even even going through the lyrics, it all ties it all ties back together. Um, what else was it? Okay, now here's the Guinness Book of World Records, Andy. All right. They're listed. Iron Maiden is listed. I guess, if you look, on uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, the largest PA system. They're up for largest PA system in an outdoor concert. On October, August 20th, 1988, at Castle Donington at the Monsters oh. of Rock Festival. They used 360 turbo sound cabinets. <laughs> and the average sound pressure level mix at the mixing tower was 118 decibels, peaking at a maximum of 124 decibels during the Iron Maiden set. That was the, the Guinness Book of World Records, the highest decibel level. Now, it took the sound group five days to set up this system at Castle Donington. So... Uh, I guess it's worth it that uh, you know they made the, the the Guinness Book of World Records. That's 120 decibels. Reminds us of the old World Series uh, tour. Yeah, and that was in a dome in an enclosed environment. Yes, it's out there for God and everybody to listen to and see. So that's how loud it was. Five days to set up <laughs> awesome. the sound system. That's awesome. And uh, that's that's a, that's what we're talking about Castle the Donington uh, was huge back then. That was still broke record many records. Yep. Uh, people still have many memories of that deal. Um, now that'll be interesting to listen to the uh, tribute shows. Uh, you know, once again, another hard band to do. I, I can't imagine being a tribute band for Iron Maiden or or a Megadeth group. And the fact that they're touring and and doing their shows together back to back. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, we'll tag, them, we'll tag them in the episode here show in the description section as, as well because that's local. That's that's local Minneapolis right there. Yeah, we'll we'll put their their uh, social media links in there. You'll see them. Give them a follow. Give them a like. And uh, like I said, you'll see some videos. They'll put some footage up on their Facebook pages every now and then, and from past concerts. And 
they, they keep pretty updated on where they're going to be. So good, they're good. good. Well, that's all I have. Any other closing thoughts on the Iron Maiden seventh son of a seventh son? No, but just even if you start there and you go backwards, it's an Iron Maiden. It's it's not something you want to listen to to relax. It's not. <laughs> and if you're driving, keep an eye on your pedal. That's all I'm saying. Yes. That's long. An extra five, ten miles an hour goes real fast. It's an Iron Maiden. Just saying. That's awesome. Awesome. All right, everyone. Have a good week. See ya. Oh.